Welcome. My name is Sean Beatty, and this is my podcast. We're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're starting the year off this way. Hope you enjoy it. This is day one of 21 days. Let's get after it right now. Oh, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Hey, it's a, it's a good day. Happy New Year. Hopefully, uh, you are entering into your 21 days of prayer and fasting, and you're figuring out uh, what it is that you're fasting, and uh, hopefully you have something you're praying about, a theme you're praying over. Uh, today, I'm going to introduce to you, this is uh, day one, I'm going to introduce to you just uh, a guy named uh, Pastor Eli. Uh, pastor Eli Loera, Loera is uh, the senior pastor of Family Christian Assembly. It's here in, here in our city, uh, the city I live in, uh, Fresno. And uh, just a great man. And really, he would never brag about this, but I'm going to brag on him. Um, he is a leader in this community, not just uh, to the pastors, uh, but just just period. Uh, when Eli, my phone rings and Eli's number comes up, I pick it up because he is just um, a leader. And a leader in the Hispanic community, but also, also um, in the English-speaking community as well, too. So... Uh, his influence and a few other pastors are why we're doing this today. Um, they talked me into it. They talked many of us. They took. Now it's a movement. There's hundreds of churches uh, doing this right now, and um, it's a cool thing. So consider yourself part of a movement, the early part of a movement. And what we think is this is so beneficial for people every year. It's just a great start to the every year. 21 days of prayer and fasting that, that um, really you're going to see lots of churches over the, over the years enter into this. So um, I interview him in this one. I did it via Zoom. He is a busy man, uh, but he talks a little bit about how it started. He talks about how, um, about fasting, how he, he likes to coach people into learning how to fast. And then he talks um, about his prayer life. And then when we're done, I'm just going to lead you in a uh, short prayer exercise. So here it is, Pastor Eli. Hey, I'm here with uh, Pastor Eli from Family Christian Assembly. How you doing, man? Great, great, great. Good to be with you. Oh, I, um, I'm i excited to have you on today. Uh, for those of you that don't know Eli, um, when you meet him, you don't really meet him, you experience him. Like he is um, a force of nature. Um, he's a guy I respect a lot. Um, he just has a, uh, strong spiritual leadership here in the central Valley. And, um, feel like he knows every pastor <laughs> around and if he calls, they come. So I, I was excited cause I also know he has a deep, uh, deep faith. Um, he follows Jesus. He talks with God. And, uh, I thought he, Eli, you'd be a great interview for this 21 days. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for those kind words too. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, so, so, Hey, how many years have you done the 21 days of prayer and fasting? Um, we started like in 2015. So going on seven years as, as, as a group before that, the individual pastors clusters did them on their own. And before that our church started and Willis, a lot of the Pentecostal churches were doing it since like 2002, following this Jensen Franklin 21-day diet thing he had going on. <laughs> it was, we had called it a diet because it was 21 days the annual fast. And so it just became uh, something we did at the start of the year. 
Um, so it's Pentecostal roots are January. Everything's canceled and you have prayer services to start off the year. Oh. Um, and then Jensen Franklin started the 21 days and it kind of morphed into that. Got it. So that's how you roped us Baptists in on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys brought in the fasting part. I think the Baptists were like, okay, you guys want to pray? Well, let's pray and fast. Like, take it yeah, to yeah. another level. Yeah, one up you kind of thing. <laughs> that's funny, man. Um, so so you've been doing this for a while, then this is like part of you know, you know, almost your um it's part of your church calendar. And part, probably a lot of your upbringing. Um, yeah, it's cultural too. Hispanics, we, you know, normally Hispanic churches are pretty small. They actually did it in the homes. The home groups would pray for two weeks um, since I was a child. I remember that, and 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 it was it was a prayer service for two weeks in, a, in the homes of the people. Um, very familial, very very close knit. So I think I've been doing January prayer of some type since I. Stars and up as a child, you know the fasting part didn't come until like you, like I just told you, we got it more corporate. But the Bible has examples of private fast and corporate fast, you know, where community fast. So um, it fit right in with, you know, with our already having the custom of praying in January. Uh -huh. It fit in perfect, you know. No, that's cool. So tell tell me this in your history of doing it. Like, have you seen? Um, can you think of like? sometimes where you've really seen the Lord work and, and do, do something great in someone's life or your own life. Every, every year we get testimonies from the 21 days of, of people um, uh, praying about something and it coming to pass that the one that really clearly sticks in my mind is a member of my church who smoked cigarettes from the time he was 12 years old until he was 50. And at the 21 days, he was at one of the services and he said, I saw the pastors all go to the altar. They were kneeling and praying. He goes, during the worship, he goes, he was in the balcony. And he said, when I saw that, he said, the presence of God must be down there. He went down there. They didn't smoking from 12 years old to 50. He went down there and he asked God to deliver him from smoking. Um, and it's been three years. I just talked to him the other day. And I know the story because he's one of my members. God healed him that night. He said, God healed me of smoking. It's been three years. Imagine, he, he smoked from 12 years old, <laughs> yeah. you know, 13 years old to 50. And at 50, God healed him of it. Three years later, he still, and then, you know, and I asked him, were you fasting and praying for that? It's in particular during the 21 days, because it was like day 14. He goes, no, something just happened that night. And I felt go to the altar and he was delivered from. And that's a big one because he's close to me and I know him. So yeah. I, you know, I, I, I know he smoked. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that and I know he does it now. <laughs> that nicotine addiction, man, to get delivered from that instantly—that is miraculous. That's that is really cool. Um, we we've heard all sorts of testimonies. That's just one that's really close to my heart because somebody who I know, you know. So so let let's talk about um, fasting really quick. What 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 are some ways um, you suggest to people in your church they could fast? Like like how how would they go? Someone who's never done it go about doing that. I, I think um, if, if you're new to it, maybe don't start off with the Daniel fast. You know, I'm not going to eat till five and at five, I'm just going to have veggies. Uh, I, I don't think for 21 days, that's it. I would tell him start off with just one, one, one day. You know, I'm going to skip a meal. I'm going to skip lunch this, that day. I, I tell my people, prepare for it. Tell God, you know, start on Monday, start praying about it. On Thursday, I'm not going to eat till dinner or 
or I'm going to skip breakfast or I'm going to skip a meal that you normally don't skip, you know, and I tell him ease into it because if you go, if you go trying to do the Daniel fast, it's going to turn you off to fat. Yeah. It's going to turn you off to fasting. It's going to turn you off. Um, The whole idea of the fast is denying ourselves nourishment, food, you know, or food or water or however Mm -hmm. you're going to do it. And I tell them, deny yourself that so that when you're craving it, food, you know, you'll pray about whatever it is. So we actually, in our discipleship process at, at church, introduce fasting in the discipleship process and tell them we're all going to fast together. Everything in that little group on, on Wednesday, you know, we're going to skip, uh, all going to skip lunch. You have a normal breakfast. That doesn't mean you go to Denny's at 10 and then don't eat again till five. You know, it means you're going to do your normal routine, just skip whatever you do on that. So we start off when, when you know, we, we tell them stories. You know, of Esther asking people to fast, Moses fasting, Jesus fasting, mm-hmm. um, uh, Daniel fasting. We we tell them the stories and show them, and then we say, "Put God to the test and, and do it." Yeah, and it's been great as we get. You know, people ask for little things, and then people ask for the stars. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I tell them it's not always asking God to do something; it's just drawing closer to God to hear Him more clearly in your life. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know. Um... For me, like one of the things I I remember, I didn't, I, I would fast, but it was just because I was a pastor and I was supposed to, <laughs> and I didn't fully understand what was going on. And um, I read a book by Dallas Willard and he talked about, he said, you know, it, it, it was explained to me like, no, fasting is like part of training your flesh, putting to death your flesh, like learning to, that the spirit is weak and the flesh is strong. And helping the spirit become stronger when I deny myself something and I'm having that craving. And then I go to the Lord in prayer during that time. So that's cool. And I'm sure one of the pastors you'll interview will talk about the spiritual disciplines, fasting being one. You and I being seminary grads know we were taught. You just said it as a pastor. was taught. I think we should be doing it on a regular basis. Yeah. Not a routine basis. I don't, I don't want to use the word routine basis, but it's a spiritual discipline and, and, just Google that fasting as a spiritual discipline. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and you, and you will see that it it, it is it's, it's not just healthy uh, spiritually. Um, it does draw you near to God. It really does, and you you feel led. Um, I don't want to get too Pentecostal on you. That's okay. You just feel more more aware, more. Uh, you have a sense of uh, okay, I really feel I need to do this. It's because I think God's moving on you. You know, yeah. now don't go give somebody a word that I told you to tell somebody. No, that's between you and God. That's something yeah. that you and God are doing. It's an intimate time. And I do think more believers should ask, should practice the spiritual disciplines more than being fasting. Yeah, no, that's really good, man. Um, so as people are fasting for 21 days um, and people are listening to this right now and they're they're probably I don't know what day we're going to put this interview on, but they're they're fasting and um, and they're praying. So like. What advice would you give someone that's learning to do, learning to pray as they're doing this, this thing? Because it, it might be that fasting might be the easier part and uh, sitting down and like praying and trying to talk to God that you can't see is harder. So like, what are some things you do as you pray? I, I would, I would tell them, I was brought up very straight that you had to get down on your knees and pray. I've learned to have a daily dialogue with God. Um, I uh, I really drive around. I have a phenomenal stereo in my brand new truck. It's phenomenal. It's it's just a phenomenal stereo. 
it's off most of the time because I'm talking with God. And I, I feel prayer is a dialogue. And dialogue implies I'm speaking and I'm listening. I'm, I'm contemplating. Um, so I, I would say if you're today, you're fasting and you're saying, you know, how, how can I pray about this? It's a daily dialogue with God throughout your day. I, I would literally point things out to God. Did you see that? You know, did you see that? <laughs> you know, um, now I'm alone a lot. So I'm in the car. So I, I have an opportunity to do that. You work in the office, you may not have. Let me tell you something. It's really changed me in this. Um, um, Sean mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned it, we said I'm a little high, high octane. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a disabled veteran of three wars, a combat veteran of three wars. Um, so I used to have anger issues and would see sought professional help through the VA for my anger issues. Um, they never told me this, but in listening to the psychiatrist, <laughs> I learned I just need to talk to God. And just last week, something really bad happened that normally would have upset me. And I talked to the Lord about it. I just talked to the Lord about it. I've learned to talk to God when I'm happy, when I'm sad. Um, I don't get mad anymore. I get more let down. And I think that might be my age. As you get older, it takes too much energy to be mad. But <laughs> I just learned to talk to God. And yeah. you know what? Um, this bad thing that happened last week caused me to lose some money and it was totally somebody else's fault. And I was like, okay. Um, I did, I got a little let down about it. I was sad. I expected more from this person. And then I just prayed for the person, you know, um, and I asked God to, to heal my heart of the hurt, not the anger. But it's changed me. Talking to God has changed me. And listening. Because I think in listening, God was telling me, hey, it's just money. He's your friend. And he's got issues. Um if I wasn't having a constant dialogue with God all the day long, praying and and talking to him, I would have reacted differently mm. to the snide remark of a coworker, uh, to, 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 to the kids mouthing up, whatever it is. When you're talking to God, it just seems like you respond differently and you're better for it. Yeah, you're, you're not trying to control the situation or the people because you're talking to the one who's in control. And if you're acknowledging that all the time throughout your day, you're you're gonna become more apt to forgive, more apt to do that. That's beautiful, man. Um, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your time. I got this guy on his day off too. Like, <laughs> like he's sitting by the pool and his speedo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's cold outside. <laughs> I'm on Zoom with him right now. It's winter. Hey, time. the theme this year, you're 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 gonna find out really soon. The the theme this year, Sean already knows, is covering the community with prayer. Um, and what does that look like for each church individually, covering your neighborhoods, covering your, the area? Um, sometime in March, we're going to we're gonna walk, prayer walk, the perimeter of Fresno and Clovis. And the mountain guys just told me they're going to they're gonna, uh, quad or horseback the perimeter of, of, uh, of Aubrey and Cole House. So wow. uh, we're going to do it on a Saturday morning at 9, everybody. There's going to be a way to sign up. Um, we're going to cover this community with prayer. Start thinking of what does that mean? Because I believe as, as family, as parents, as heads of household, uh, you cover your house, you cover your job, you cover your kids' school, you cover this community with prayer. And how is that going to look? Um, and I don't know what's going to happen with that, but that's the theme this year, covering the community with prayer. Wow, that is awesome. Well, hey, Eli, love you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Love you. And um, I will uh, talk to you soon. All right, bro. God bless. Thank you. All right. See you, man. Hey, that was Pastor Eli. And uh, man, love that dude. 
You know, at the end of every one of these, I want to give you three to five minutes of time where you can pray. And I'll usually play some kind of vibey music or sounds or something just to help you focus your mind. Um, and being that we're early on in this, hopefully your fast is, is, is going well. If you broke your fast, don't feel guilty. Just get back on the horse. Do it again. It's okay. It's okay. There's, there's grace in, in Christ Jesus. So what I would encourage you to do is maybe uh, today, since you're early on in this, is that you actually uh, pray the Lord's Prayer today. Start with that if you don't know what to pray. I mean, it's the easiest way is to actually get to, to Jesus and what he said. You can find it in Matthew 6, uh, 9 through 13, right? He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And just take a minute and ponder the holiness of God and, and praise him. Hallow his name. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him those things, right? Then you go to the next line. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a time where you submit your will to the will of God. That you, that you decide his plan for your day is better than yours. Give us this day our daily bread. Right? pretty self-explanatory and you just move through the prayer and you take time to reflect and talk to God about each part of it and how it relates to you and how it relates to him. So I'm going to let this vibe out for another three, four minutes to give you the time to actually learn to pray. So I'll talk to you tomorrow.